You're listening to Thanks Cancer. I'm Mimi Hall. I'm Leanna House. We're two cancer friends. We are not doctors. No, and we're not shrinks. We're not nurses or anything like it. And because of that, we are going to use some appropriately obscene language. Let's just call it salty. Anyway, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish we had when we were dealing with our treatment. So, Leanna, what are we discussing today? Well, memes, today we're talking about branding, cancer branding specifically. Why cancer branding? Yeah, why cancer branding? Well, yeah. So, I mean, here's the deal. It's kind of weird, but it's pretty safe to say that everyone, unless you're of a certain age or maybe you're really rich or just sort of a hermit, has a brand of some sort on social media. So we talked last week about you know telling your inner circle your family your close friends maybe the people you work with the people that you have to call the people you have to show up to yes you, know, you see we see every day every week every month every year what about the people you're facebook friends with you know what are people about instagram how are you going to manage your, that your friends from high school or college exactly are you gonna have a blog are you gonna blog through cancer mm-hmm. some people do that some people do that and um i would say that you never have to decide quickly no no you don't have to decide quickly and you can decide not to decide that is also a choice yes you can decide not to decide so how how does that come across on like for example what was your cancer brand so yeah so my cancer brand (laughs) i wonder if people just thought that i sort of checked out and started going into the woods a lot um it was actually interesting when i came back into the world and i had very short hair people actually thought i'd been maybe perhaps at a buddhist monastery of some sort i can totally see that yeah if you disappear and show up bald i'm gonna my first thought is gonna be monastery yeah so i didn't i didn't really um put it out on social media i actually had someone in my family point out that i might not want to do that for employment purposes yeah because it does you know it could it's it's putting it out there it's permanent more or less um so i i kept it kind of neutral but it did like people who were looking at it would have thought like wow mimi went from a very active life in boston to suddenly spending a lot of time in the woods (laughs) kind of like hillary clinton actually in hindsight but it was before that but like yeah like i suddenly started like looking outwards a lot um and maybe putting up sort of like you know sort of like oblique statements about things that i was finding in the woods (laughs) okay so you didn't when did you come out on social media about it Pretty, like, I think I, I mentioned that I was in a Jimmy Fun thing. Um, I wasn't specific about if I had cancer or not. Um, I mentioned that probably about, like, a year and a half ago, I would say, when I was asked to participate in that. And I was on TV, but I don't think anyone watched so it. So was it a year or two after diagnosis? It was probably about a, yeah, it was about a year, a year out of diagnosis. Okay. Just coming up, yeah, it was about coming up on a year of diagnosis. Um, I wasn't at all ready to go on TV. I didn't know if it was going to be radio or TV. It turned out to TV. I wasn't that psyched. Um, I didn't feel ready yet. And that's kind of a thing. It's like, it's up to you to figure out if you're ready yet. And if you, like, when you want to come out. Like, I didn't want to expose myself and put pictures up of myself with a bald head. And I know now you were a little different with that. I was because I didn't want, I didn't want it to be a secret because keeping it as, like, this secret chalice that you hold within your heart Mm -hmm. like that I didn't want it to be a secret I didn't want it to have more power over me I didn't want to hold that inside of me because a lot of things were going to happen that you couldn't hide and I didn't want to I don't know make up lies about what was going on with me Mm -hmm. so I was I was very 
open. It's interesting. So I wasn't open on Facebook for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And in that time, I had a couple of people. It was a fun little litmus test for a couple of people came out of the woodwork. And like nothing changed too much because I didn't always, I didn't post a lot on Facebook anyway, but I had a couple of people from, I don't know, in the Facebook feeds, they can see what you like or you can see weird things. So they put two and two together, I guess, and a couple of people figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I came out on Facebook, like, maybe two or three months into it. I think I came out on Facebook this week when we officially launched our podcast. Wow. I'm just this doing the math. This is a big moment for I'm just you. doing the well, I did it. I did that charity event. And I yeah, there's been little hints here and there, but this is okay. probably like really coming out. And so I felt the need to be strong enough to be able to come out because when I was sort of stripped bare, and that's exactly the phrase I felt very much was stripped bare. I am a body stripped bare. Um, you know, when I had no hair, my, my breasts looked like the Civil War, you know what I mean? At that point, they look much better now, but in the process of reconstruction, it can look a little nasty. During. It's Sherman's March to the Sea. Yeah, and it gets better. It does get better. It um, gets a lot better. Yep, massage them and oil them. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it was just there were times where it was just like I felt really, really awful and ugly, and I wasn't strong enough to yeah. come out. And so, and the thing about social media that we all need to remember is that there's a lot of good things about social media. There are also, it brings out people's worst selves. It brings out insecurities in everyone. It brings out weird arguments that you would never have in person with people that you grew up with. And so be aware of that because it's exacerbated by something like a cancer diagnosis or being open on Facebook about any traumatic thing that's going on in your life. You're just going to just recognize that, I don't know, it's, it brings out the worst in people, I think. Well, and for that reason, if your gut is telling you, I don't feel strong enough to get a bunch of responses on a social media level to my cancer, and I don't want to invite a lot of people into the party, if your gut yeah. is telling you that that's where you're at, which is what I felt, go with it. Yeah. Is what I say. Go with it because this is the one chance in your life, probably in the modern era, if you're, you know, if you're kind of an urban, youngish person like we are, to actually check out. And, you know, I decided at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I think email is so depressing. I don't think anyone likes it. I think it may have given me cancer. I do not like email. I'm doing so much less emailing now in my life. I'm setting up my life, I'm setting up things around just not emailing a lot. And I think it's great. So you should feel no obligation to come out on social media yeah or if people ask you questions that you don't want to respond to hell i don't respond to people's normal facebook messages much less facebook messages about cancer you know well i guess i come from sort of a marketing background too and i will say this when you finally come out so i just had an event this last weekend where i was supporting the zakem center at dana farber we love zakem yep i was teaching a bikram class to support it It was a donation-based class and you know a lot of people who i'd been practicing with in the bikram studio or i'd been teaching in the bikram studio 
hadn't realized that I was going through chemotherapy. And when you sort of tell them after you've done a bit of recovery, you know, a semblance of recovery, if you are feeling fit enough to when you're ready to let people in. Yeah, when you're ready to let people in and you let them in and you're in a fit spot, you're going to be pretty inspirational to them, too. I mean, and it's really kind of a nice thing to be able to share with people. It felt really good to share that with people. And to give them hope, because let's face facts, I mean, this is one of the reasons we're doing this podcast. Everyone seems to know someone or to even struggled with cancer in one way or another. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you'll get a nice little bump. So you're helping them by opening up or being a resource for people that they know that just got diagnosed who need to talk to someone. But you're also getting a nice little bump for yourself to get that, you know, accolades. Yeah get the just get the warm fuzzy feelings yeah i think that's exactly right so let's talk about like how you set up those boundaries those filter i think about it's kind of like setting up a filtration device in a way you know so like you let the right people into the party it's kind of like it does remind me of sort of putting together a party right we were talking about it is it is i mean it's a circus but yes you, (laughs) you want to have a great clown bouncer so i think my favorite filtration system is uh, I have a sister-in-law who's fabulous, and she was my communications director. So smart. So when I didn't want to deal with someone or something, I would send them to her and my brother. And I'd be like, oh, they manage all of that. So I didn't have to, you know, decide who was allowed into the Facebook pages or, I don't know, coordinating any of that, I could delegate some of my, you know, posting on social media or communication with me. I think that's, I wish I had done that. I think that's super, super smart. And um, yeah, I think also too, if you, like, I think just delegating social media to someone else, it just takes a weight off or delegating anything you can. Well, I, so I put a Facebook page up. I didn't. Natalie did. Thanks, Natalie. Um, so there was a group Facebook page, Team Leanna, and that allowed, you know, 60 or so of my closest Which is people. like the size of your party, right? It's like the that's... size of your party. Um, but that allowed other people to post on my social media. Right. So I didn't have to tell the cancer story. I could tell whoever was with me at chemo. Why don't you post this on Facebook? Right. And that was really, that was like a good crowdsourced delegating. Yeah. It was really interesting for me because I was involved in nonprofit work before my diagnosis. And I'd done a degree of fundraising work and event planning and stuff like that. And and there was sort of a little bit of a push in the beginning because that was the, you know, the milieu that I was in um, to, you know, do some fundraising, some crowdsourcing for money. And I decided not to. Why? And I'm, well, I'm glad I decided not to because I, I didn't want to feel beholden to people yeah. who gave me money. You know, there was some stuff that I did that was like going out to Kripalu or going to Palm Springs or, you know. Or getting a massage at the Zakem Center. Exactly. Exactly. Doing, the, doing these things that may not seem necessary to some people, life or death. And I'm not... I'm not saying that that crowdsourcing and crowdfunding isn't important for some people. I'm just glad that I didn't do it because I like to do those things unimpeded. And I think if I had been doing them and I'd taken even a little bit of money, I just personally would have felt weird because my situation actually did allow for those things. I was obviously staying with friends, you know, people were giving to me in different ways. And that was cool with me by like 
saying, I'll pick up this house share well, for it's, you. Well, it's you important know. to know how you feel about taking money from people mm-hmm. and when people disagree with what you spend money on, which everyone has that happen. So if you're the kind of person that'll flip off the rails, maybe don't take money from people. Or if you're someone who can be like, eh, you know, dad doesn't think I should have taken this vacation, but it's my life. I have cancer. Or if you really need it, if you truly need it. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, too. I mean, I don't have kids, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm i a single person, so it's fairly simple for me to keep things going through savings and whatnot. So um, anyway, everyone has a different situation. But here's the thing, too. I did find that some people who were sort of in love with that person who was very outward facing, who who was into previously inviting a lot of people to the party when I truncated my party to maybe more along the lines of like 30 people, I think was probably around the lines of what I was looking at. Um, I definitely like some people will sort of fell out of love with me and that was okay too. And I think that's something you decide through your branding, right? Well, And your cancer brand will change. Mm hmm. And you can let it change as you recover and evolve. And so your cancer brand will change throughout treatment, but it'll also change who you were before. Like you're the same person, but often your branding will change. Well, and much like branding when you're on the healthier side of things or pre-diagnosis, let's say, um, how you put out your branding, how you put things out in social media will determine how people react to you. Yes. I had, so I had a couple of people that were messaging me about, oh, you just need to eat this or that, or you'd look so much better if this or that. And I was like, am I posting a lot of pictures where I look sickly? Like, I I thought about what I was doing, like what I was posting and like how terrible did I look in these pictures or are these people just trying to sell me supplements? It's hard to tell on Facebook. Yeah, I didn't want to show pictures of myself to people when I was bald. Um, and, you know, I lost most of my hair in general, my face to the eyebrows and the eyelashes. But it's interesting. I took some pictures and I kept them to myself. And I'm really glad I did because now that I'm stronger and I'm revitalized, my batteries are starting to fill up again. I want to share those pictures because I see the strength in them. And I think I actually look like a really cool, weird quasi sexy alien in them in a way and i like it i like my cheekbones and stuff you in have them. very sharp cheekbones thanks she I... looks like yzma from the emperor's new groove <laughs> thanks i but i feel i like you know i like them now but i did not like them then well you so can... that's just something to think about maybe take pictures along the way that you maybe unexpectedly like in the future we'll relearn the art of taking a picture and not sharing it on social media that's an interesting trick for our day and age. Yes, indeed. yes. And you can share it in three months or never. Yeah. And I think what we were talking about earlier, too, is just tell who you want to. Like, be just like you're planning a dinner party and you know that your table holds a maximum of, or your, you know, whatever, your house holds a maximum of 16 people, whatever. Think about what your capacity is because you're going to be going through a lot. And, you know, if you commit to something like doing a blog and being, being really outspoken, just be aware you have to kind of commit to that long term and you may be feeling differently as the treatment continues. And if you stop, people might think you're, you've gotten really they, sick and they died. They definitely like you think have, you died. You have to keep communicating. There's a, there's a commitment. So just be aware of the commitment you're making. And 
and some people get really energized from that. Although if you start a blog, like don't feel like you have to keep going. Maybe well, just, maybe maybe just post a post, post an a, explanation. Yes. I'm taking I'm taking a step back. It's like you have an okay. audience because you might have an audience even if you don't now, you will in the next year or two when more people are diagnosed. Yeah, and even if you decide to take a step back from Instagram, Facebook, email, whatever, um you know, just expect people to have the similar reaction to um, they'll project yes. perhaps um, another experience they've had with cancer onto you and just expect things to be a little foggy um, if you're not reaching out and be ready for that. And it's kind of OK to have those one on ones, I think, if you're trying to truncate things, you will start to filter things out, though, the less you participate in social media. I think that's true. And that's that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I All think hail the grand filter. It's kind of like how you prune a tree, yeah. you know, and it comes back stronger. So let's do our protocols, man. Okay, so let's do our three pieces of advice. Okay, dive in. Okay. Um, well, you just said it. Tell who you want. Yeah, tell who you want. Um, don't feel pressured, much like you shouldn't feel pressured to invite anyone to the party who you don't think will add something to the table. And don't be afraid of kicking people out. And be ready to let go and let God. Yeah, yeah on that one. Okay, what's another one? Um, so I loved dressing up for my doctor's appointments. Love that. Because you can go in your jammies, and a lot of people will, and that's totally fine. But I went to my first chemo in what I would have worn on a Friday anyway, which was jeggings and wedge heels. Mm-hmm. And my uh, sister and brother thought that that was a ridiculous choice. They're like, you have to, aren't we walking home after chemo? I'm like, oh yeah, I can walk in these. Yeah. And what's really important about this too is that how you look is probably going to influence how that care team reacts to you too. And that's not a bad thing. Oh yeah. When it comes to your branding. I mean, it's all about presenting, you know, something that maybe your best self to get the best care. Well, and to you're teaching your doctors how to treat you. You're also teaching them about what the current cancer treatment is about, too. You know, because the current cancer treatments that we've had, we've been really lucky. They've been really good to us, and we've been able to maintain a lot of our health and well-being through them, yeah. too. And I think it's really important to dissolve some of these myths. Well, and doctors get a lot of training on how to treat diseases, but patients teach them how to treat patients. So we're training the next generation of doctors. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to hold that mantle. Okay, and I think the third piece of the story is what? Is it how to sort of tell, like how you tell your story affects your experience, it, right? It does, because if my cancer branding on Facebook is pictures of me sick and miserable and throwing up in the toilet, then that's my cancer experience when I look back but if my cancer experience is all of the pictures from the Museum of Fine Arts when I had my chemo because that was the closest place to walk in the winter that wasn't freezing and you can you can walk really slowly around a museum and take frequent rests the Museum of Fine Arts has a bar and a restaurant in it yeah <laughs> it's it I agree. And I, I mean, for me, um, you know, I've used this diagnosis and treatment that followed as an inflection point. And for me, it was a really interesting chance 
to turn that selfie photo away from myself and to turn it out into the world for a while before turning it back on myself and um, to kind of think, just to come at things a little bit differently with the experience, you know, in that 2.0 version that I feel um, better about now. I, you know, I went from rarely posting things to a certain point after feeling better to posting a lot more things. And people were pretty excited about it and coming along on the ride too, because they're watching Rebirth and that's pretty exciting stuff. And that's a, that's a precious thing to be able to share with anyone. It's really fun to share. Yeah, it's really fun to share. So I think that's a great point to end on. So thanks, Leanna. Thanks, Mimi. Thanks, Cancer. Wow.